We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. Well, I think it might be a fun, uncomfortable, (laughs) but fun to maybe have a conversation about something that happened to us a few weeks ago (laughs) on the podcast. Exactly what you're going to be talking about. Oh my goodness! So yeah, a few weeks ago, and you know, some of our listeners may may know exactly what we're talking about. But a few weeks ago, we had uh, posted a podcast, and then um, on the podcast, like. Often in the middle of while we're talking, either we'll like have a brain freeze or, you know, we'll have to take a bathroom break or something will happen and we'll have to have an edit in the podcast. Uh, It's rare. Most of them just go start to finish and we're, you know, in a conversation. Sometimes we have a couple false starts and, you know, or to get started, you know, we'll have a little bit of banter at the beginning that is just random and then we get into it. But on this particular one, you had started and you had started to just share your heart of what you wanted to impart. And, you know, it was really compelling and beautiful. And you were going on for like a while, like a 30 seconds, a minute, and you were in it. And then you just were like, oh, no, no, like, that's not, no, this isn't what I want to say. And you kind of stopped. And then you started another conversation. You said, oh, this reminds me of, you know, another time I was in this situation and da, 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 and I couldn't get going. And, you know, it launched us into this conversation about you know some different staff issues and some different not even issues but things going on and and we we had this private sort of a work conversation (laughs) (laughs) that I didn't catch when I was editing the podcast so we aired that goodness so we totally aired that and so you know a fellow a fellow friend listener a true like this is the true friend <laughs> like this this person stepped up stepped you know up. she sends me a text uh less than 24 hours after the podcast was posted saying um hey just want to let you know there might be a conversation that's probably probably wasn't part of the podcast at the beginning you know you might want to check it out so i go and listen to it and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like whoops it wasn't that there was anything particularly like bad that we said or anything like that but it was definitely not it wasn't a conversation not appropriate for a podcast airing oh no, no like a public <laughs> it was like an office closed door you and i just chatting yeah, about like a situation a about like different yeah different work things and whatever yeah, just yeah. some things that work and some yeah, what yeah. anyways i i was like oh. oh my goodness like but it's so interesting sort of what that brings up when something that is meant for, you know, just a side conversation that you're having with a colleague is now put out for public and then, you know, whatever (laughs) taken wherever that might be taken. So I think it might be interesting just to have a conversation about dynamics like that. When something that is meant to be private goes public, what do you do? What are like healthy spaces where you can actually, you know, have candid conversations that need to be had? This one in particular wasn't that, but like, how do you as leaders have healthy, candid conversations, but still maintain integrity in that, right? One of the things I'm so thankful for, and I said this to you when I called you because I remember calling you and being like, Rhonda, oh my gosh, (laughs) like this has happened. You know, I can't get it off. Like da, 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 da. We were were stressing for a little bit and you were like, oh my goodness, like what? But I remember saying to you, you know, 
you know, I listened to the conversation and you and I, even in our friendship and in our relationship, like both of us, even when we're talking about, if we have to talk about some difficult things, that again, wasn't this, but when we have to talk about difficult things, both of us are very mindful and careful how we speak about situations, how we speak about people. Like we don't even talk to each other, even behind closed doors, even when it's completely private, it's just you and I. Like we don't talk about people in a bad way. We don't We don't want to be slanderous. If we ever cross a line of that, we try to be very humble about that and be like, okay, I think I might've crossed a line there. Mm-hmm. We own that. I've heard both of us come back to each other and say, listen, I think I might've crossed a line in my attitude, how I was talking about that situation. Like we have this kind of relationship. And so, you know, even as I listened to this podcast, yeah, like we were just having an unfiltered conversation, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything bad because we don't like lean into Mm -hmm. even how we process even hard things Mm -hmm. in a like really like critical, slanderous, like harsh way. We both really try to take the ownership that we can take and like learn what we need to learn from the situation. Meanwhile, still expressing our hearts, still expressing if there's been pain or hurt or sadness or, you know, what's surrounding those things or even frustrations, but trying to do it in an honoring way. And so I'm thankful that we kind of have that, that, that in our relationship, anyway, how we talk, because again, like there are moments where, you know, you could be just angry about a situation or super and I just be like oh lord jesus like <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that those kinds of things and we see it all the time those things getting exposed that you know we're not never meant for that person to hear or da 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 da, da and just how we navigate all of that so there you go I know what <laughs> how I, are you feeling about all oh, of that that's exactly like <laughs> it, funny conversation when you called knowing yeah. me I was like oh my goodness <laughs> thinking the worst and I made, I was so worked up about it. I made my husband listen to it to be like, just listen to it. Should I be like, and he got off and he was like, no, like you both were just <laughs> talking about a situation. Obviously not ideal to be on a podcast to have private conversations. That's not yeah. what our podcast is. No. But exactly that. He's like, I think it made us realize, number one, it's, it is really important behind closed doors that you deal, you do still have a filter, right? You do, right. do still have a filter, but is it important to share how you feel? Absolutely. And I think that's been a wrestle. I don't know how you feel about it, Lori, but for myself, cause I'm not overly emotional. I don't overly feel things. So I actually have to intentionally share how I feel about things or if I have questions because I could easily suppress and just move through and be like, Oh, well, but it actually, we need to have those spaces to be able to flesh things out. So what are the rules of conduct? How does that work? And I have many people have asked me that too, especially as Christians. How do we share legitimate frustrations, pain, anger? How do we share those things in a Christian context? It's not so much what we share, but how. Like, mm-hmm. how does that work? What are the rules of conduct yeah. to that? Because we read about scripture, about not, not gossiping, not slandering. And how do you share about a very difficult situation? Once again, this has nothing to do with what happened in the, in the podcast. Nothing. It was a minimal. But it brought up a really interesting conversation for you and I. Because even in this day and, day and age with text messages, Zoom. Think of all the oh stuff with Zooms <gasps> that you've seen on the news. Like people being let go from their jobs because of stuff that have happened. Like whether oh they've been goodness. exposed. Totally. People like have dress shirts on and then they are sitting in their underwear. <laughs> like funny. Oh I heard God. the story this one mother at the very beginning who came out of the shower and her daughter had come in with her laptop 
grade oh. one and the whole class was on the laptop like oh the little kid goodness. not even thinking like just stuff happens like oh, it yeah. just happens and it just brought this whole thing to mind what do you do when that that does happen oh or how goodness. do you even okay so that is that's that conversation well i think first off you have to weigh out like if something gets exposed, that should have been a very private yeah. thing. You just have to weigh out like, who do I need to go to and yeah. maybe make amends or, yes. you know, yes. just own it. Really own it. Don't just justify it. Just own it. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know, especially Apologize. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. That's it. Just own it. Okay. I had a funny thing happen to me a couple of weeks ago in Heartstrong too. I was, <laughs> I was, cause we're on zoom at six o'clock in the morning every day. So anyways, one day, uh, it was a, one of the days that Jay was doing a teaching and he had logged in a little bit early. So he was only on with the tech host, but, um, he was still on there and the two tech hosts were on with him and I had, walk down the stairs and the camera view is like you know the room and the st you can see the stairs in the background and I'd walk down the stairs to go get my t-shirt but I wasn't wearing a shirt I just had my bra on because I was just going to grab my t-shirt from downstairs <laughs> nobody else was up in the house like it wasn't a big deal and oh I literally gosh. I walked down the stairs doo -doo -doo, <laughs> and then I realized oh my gosh and I hit the floor so fast like Jay, oh my gosh I don't have a shirt on I was like I mean these things happen like that's how they happen I this has never happened to me before but i was like oh my gosh i mean it was only like a girl on there it was it's not a bit whatever i don't I'm, whatever but i was laughing so hard i was like oh my gosh and jay's like Lori, oh my goodness like why would you walk around with a shirt things on things happen like things happen they do we had okay we had friends yeah this is like okay this is hilarious podcast this oh. is turning into a funny podcast now <laughs> we had friends who told us years later that they had a curtain in their bathroom Oh my gosh. You know this. Yes. That they thought was completely like like a blackout. A blackout, but was see-through. But they didn't know. So for like three or four years, showering, everything happening, and a pretty big size window. And it was a neighbor, like a behind neighbor. Behind neighbor that actually came and told them, like, I just want you to know that we can see everything through the, your bathroom curtain. Oh and my I was gosh. they're telling me this, and I'm like my house would go up to sale the next day. I would have to move. I don't even know what I would do. Oh, but could you imagine? But gosh. I'm thinking for two or three years, this has been going on. How many neighbors every would see the light go up and be like, it's showtime. I, like what? Who would not say anything? But I'm thinking like that was not of a, a fault. That's just happened. Not a funny situation. Now that person laughs about it, but yeah, I remember yeah, them yeah, telling yeah. me, and I was like, oh. I wanted to barf for them. Oh like it had been a couple of years later, and there, I think it was someone that just moved in that came over and said, like, I just want you to know, like, we can see through, we can see. <laughs> oh my and after that, I can't tell you how many times I've gone outside of our bathroom and made Jay stand <laughs> or my kids. Like when you, you know, when you put like the barriers on the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can you see anything? ever since that like that was Hilarious. like <gasps> anyway oh. so funny but this is exactly when yeah. things are exposed yeah. you just have to own it okay so so here this happens all the time have you ever like sent an email or a text to someone that wasn't meant for them like in a really bad way like just something you know what i have to say no that has oh not happened oh my goodness well that one time i was in a text thread with somebody with a group of people and then one person in the group was frustrated about a situation and they wanted to send me a separate text about what 
was happening in the group text, but they sent it to the whole group and it was about someone in the group. Oh, it was not good. Not good at all. And it happens. And I literally like called that person right away. I was like, um, just so you know, you just sent that to the person that you, (laughs) but you know what? At the end of the day, sometimes that's good. It's like, okay, well there it's It's exposed. It's out. And you now you got to deal, deal, deal with these true attitudes <laughs> of your heart, right? Yeah, you got to deal. Yeah, and the same the same with this moment. Like honestly, this moment on our podcast, like again, it wasn't a big deal. And those of you who are listening who heard it, you know what we're talking about. And those of you who are listening and you didn't hear it, you're probably like, oh, what was it? What were they talking about? <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're not going to repost it or anything. But as I was listening to it, you know, there was, I could hear even just for myself, I don't know if anyone else could pick this up, but I could hear for myself just a slight attitude in my conversation that for me, I was like, oh, okay, Lord. Like it was a beautiful, there was a beautiful time with the Lord that I had after this moment, just realizing, oh, hearing this back, I could hear a slight attitude that really was not like how I would want to portray, you know, myself or the situation or because, yeah, like I think there's a, a higher place to rise in the midst of even difficult things. I think there's a higher place that the Lord sometimes calls us to, to walk in integrity. And I could hear a little attitude that I was like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that was there. And you know what? This is good. So this is a moment that I can take before the Lord and confess this attitude and confess like maybe something I didn't even realize was in my heart and just bring that to God and bring that to God and and repent for that and receive his grace and mercy, but also his healing for whatever attitudes need to be. So I think sometimes when things get exposed, you know, again, both small things and big things, there's this beautiful loving space of the father in the midst of exposing, like the enemy always wants to keep things hidden always. Mm. And so when something comes to light, when anything comes to light, sometimes we feel bad for a person or we feel like, oh my goodness, that's so embarrassing or that's so humiliating or, or shameful or all of these things. But honestly, when things come to the light, that's the space where actually the Lord can begin to work and bring redemption and bring healing. And that's always always a beautiful thing and honestly that's always a god thing i mean i i believe that god and brothers and sisters would rather us confess rather than being exposed Mm -hmm. because when we get exposed and then confessed there is also the part about the hiddenness that we kept for so long when we're able to actually bring things to the light on our own there seems to be less ramifications to that scenario Mm -hmm. than when it gets exposed by something like you get caught and i mean you see this all over the news you see this with like major spiritual leaders Mm -hmm. you see this in Mm -hmm. the political realm you see this all over the place like things that are hidden being exposed, people not coming out and being honest about that, but getting caught. And then the downfall and the fallout of that is just beyond, beyond painful. So again, these kinds of things, this is a small scale, but it just started to make me think about, wow, like there's a beauty if we can see it from that perspective in allowing the Lord to reveal to us whether through being exposed, being exposed or through confession, like the attitudes and the things that are not going to bring us life, Mm -hmm. you know, that he wants to help us to walk in the ways of the spirit and love and joy and peace and patience. And I think that's a beautiful space. That is a beautiful space. And I think even diving in from space, speaking about space is like God goes to that heart space. And yeah, these exact things bring up things in our hearts that sometimes we don't even know are there. Yeah. And it can just be a tiny twinge. Yes. Like something that like even listening to that people would not 
pick up. No. You know in your heart right. when there's a twinge or there's something that happens and you feel like somebody says something or you see a certain, and all of a sudden there's just this feeling like a tightening. There's something there that you have to bring to the Lord. And that happens in multiple different areas and different ways. The Lord allows that to kind of come to light because exactly not what the enemy would mean for shame or condemnation, but for freedom and healing and confession and repentance. And God said, there's this heart space I want to go to. Now, this is kind of, we addressed a little bit. Yeah. Spaces. Yes. What does that look like? Yeah. Like I know as we've wrestled So how do we do out, this well? Yeah, how do we do that well? And we're still wrestling that out. Yeah. We're still learning. We're just people. We're yeah. not perfect, but in no way do we don't take that serious. We actually have been feeling that, like, what does that look like to be a healthy leader a healthy person, a yeah. healthy woman of God, not just a leader, but healthy in having a proper space to be able to share emotions because to spiritualize everything is not healthy or to suppress, diminish feelings. That's not godly either. We are made of spirit, soul, mind, and body, and we need to address all those issues, but it all aligns under what spirit we're operating in. Is it in a spirit of exactly darkness darkness or is, the spirit is it from of god light or not healing? that's right <laughs> what's the source that's right because to go into healing and freedom we need to be honest and also uproot things we need to confess even our frustration and sometimes even just saying it out loud it doesn't take root we need to just say it out loud that this is how i'm feeling about this situation so what does that look like for you Lori? have you yeah. kind of wrestled that out in your life how does that look for you as you are a woman of God, but also as you kind of maneuver through leadership? Yeah. How does that work for you? No, I think that's a really great question. And I think everybody needs, they need to have a, a, a trusted space with other people who desire to walk in integrity um, to flesh that out with. So, you know, for us, we've created some different leadership structures that allow us a space to be able to address issues that need to be addressed because they're in any type of leadership. There are all with people. There are always going to be issues constantly that need to be talked about, worked out, addressed, prayed through. And how are we going to follow up and deal with these situations? But there are, you know, I think some of the rules of conduct in how we do that can make the difference between those conversations being damaging and those conversations actually resulting in a restoration or or in something fruitful. And that's our heart's desire, right? So if we go into the conversation with the hope of maintaining integrity, of the, we want the conversation to be fruitful, to have a fruitful end for whatever we're talking about, whatever we're trying to work out or figure out, and so I think we have to keep that in mind as we have the conversation. You know, obviously, like our in our brains and in our hearts, it's very unfiltered. So the true, like the truest version of what you think about that person, about what they've done to you, about that situation that's out here, that leadership scenario, that's in your mind. But I think, I do think we want to run some of those unfiltered fleshly thoughts through the lens of the spirit. So how do I then take the completely unfiltered my flesh and the gratification of my flesh? Because again, when we lean into slander, when we lean into the 
the completely unfiltered version of that brings us sort of a gratification, we're leaning onto the flesh side and there is no fruit that can come from that. So again, we just had read in Corinthians, you know, uh, Paul talked about that which is made of gold and silver and precious stones. And he's talking about things that come under the obedience of Christ. They will last for all of eternity. But that which is made up of, you know, wood, hay and stubble, those things are going to get burned up. They will not last. You cannot bring those with you as part of your story and your testimony of your time here on earth. And so those are the things that we do out of the flesh or out of disobedience to the scriptures. So again, sometimes as we talk about this, you know, people might hear, oh, well, then I always have to filter myself. I can't be honest. I can't be authentic. No, no, we, we, put our, our flesh into submission of Christ, of Christ-likeness and of the Holy Spirit. And then we begin to operate out of the way of the Spirit so that we can see fruitfulness. It's not that that stuff, we just stuff all that down and pretend it's not there. No, no, no. We put it under the submission and obedience of Christ. So we bring that to the Lord and then we act out of a place of the Spirit as best as we can and imperfectly, every time imperfectly. Like, of course, like, you know, for myself, I, I can fall into a little bit too much of the flesh. If there's a situation that has happened to me and I'm hurt and I come and I talk to you about it and it's a personal situation, obviously I want you on my side. You know what I mean? Mm. Obviously there's this part of my flesh that's like, can you believe this happened again? I want you to pick up my burden and be on my side and be like, I can't believe that. Oh my gosh. And I'm with you and let's fight together. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I want that. My flesh wants that. But is that good for me? No. Is that going to bring life? No. Is that going to bring life to you? No. So again, sometimes when we speak, we can literally put our offenses on other people, depending on how we talk about those situations. And then it forces that person to pick up that offense, carry that offense with you. And then they have to go on a journey to work out forgiveness, resentment, bitterness, all of these things that are not going to bring life. So I say all that to say, I try to be mindful as I enter into those conversations, not to do that. I don't want to put my offense on you Mm. and make you pick up my offense on my behalf and then have to work that out in your own walk with the Lord. And I think that's part of, you know, the rules of conduct of following Christ and doing it obediently and being of the spirit. And again, totally imperfectly and so thankful for the grace of God as we work this out in our Mm. imperfect way. That's really powerful what you talked about, like the, the part of being on the side, like first off, when you share something super intimate like that or something that's really bothered you do have different levels i want to say not levels but different spheres of authenticity yeah you know i've got you my jason a small group of women that i could confide the most deepest of things but even on a staff level there's things i talk to you about i won't talk about anyone because we're in a place of leadership we have to talk about different things but different doesn't mean i'm not authentic it just means there's different levels of depths of authenticity that I can bring in a safe place and a trusted place for fruitfulness where I know there's a maturity to handle the weight of what's being shared. Uh, but I feel like in my friendships, like if we're just taking away from work, okay. just in our friendships, I think it's exactly what you pointed to. It's about the motive. 
you know, it's about the spirit filtering. But if I'm coming to you with something because my motive is I want you to get on my side, I'm going to tell you what happened. I have to weigh that out before the Lord. Like, is my motive here to share a genuine hurt? Because that's really important. There's been many times and continue will be. I've been hurt and I need to get that out. I need to talk to him. I can't be a lone ranger by myself. I need to get that out somewhere. I'm so thankful. I've trusted friends around me that can really, I can share those burdens with. But if my motive is to come and say, I'm going to share this with Lori because I, I want her to see like this person did this. And I, my motive is to get you on my side and to carry that. That's actually something I've got to then not share. I'm not ready to share it yet. But if I can be willing to say, I'm going to share something with you and I want, I want you just to hear me as a friend and to pray for me, but I'm really struggling here. This is how I feel in this situation. I have felt hurt. I felt betrayed. I felt like this person did this and it's made me feel versus this person, you know, they're a jerk. They're, they're so mean. I can't believe that is where you cross the line. When you start looking at someone and calling them names, calling them out, assuming that they did something for that you have no idea why they did what they did. You don't know that part of the story. You don't know what happened. It could have been extremely spiteful and mean, perhaps, but you don't know you're not in their heart and mind. So when you're sharing, I often try to think, is my heart to get someone to feel what I'm feeling like to kind of bear that anger? Or is it, I need to get this out because it's actually really healthy for me to share this. I actually need to get this offense out of me, but it's how we do it. So in a way to say exactly like you've said, but some tangible wording is to say how you feel versus this person did this. This situation happened. I feel betrayed and I feel betrayed because I confided something and they told somebody else about it that I asked them not to. I feel like I can't trust them and I'm really upset about that. And asking for like, what would you say I should do? And that's really important. Those are things. So even though we're, we're Christians and we walk spirit in the spirit, we have to walk out those emotional issues and the things that happen, but we can do it with integrity. We can do it unfiltered in the sense of not always spiritualizing, but not ever unfiltered where we let the flesh just take over because it will damage. It will never be fruitful. And I've fallen into that. <laughs> I am not perfect. I, I can think back to a specific situation where it was a journey. It was a journey in a relationship. And boy, I shared pretty unfiltered about how I felt about that person. And really in that journey, like it, it taught me a lot because I assumed things about that person. I read into things about what they were doing and why they were doing it. It actually now years later, that relationship has been restored. I had to eat a lot of humble pie. I had to do a lot of personal repenting to that person. Um, we had a journey. We're on a journey. It's beautiful what God's doing. But you know, in it, I realized I made a lot of assumptions that were totally incorrect. I wasn't walking that person's shoes. I had no idea why they were doing what they were doing. And now having learned about that person, I realized, wow, I, I missed it big time. So God, may you show me like my own stuff. May I deal with my own stuff and not assume. And that's what happens in those situations. We not only cross over lines of letting the flesh come in, we also take on assumptions that are actually su- are really incorrect. If you actually walk that person's shoes or see maybe their perspective, perhaps you'd see how they could perceive something. And maybe they don't have all the tools to deal with things like you've dealt with, or they've gone through so much pain. This happened to them multiple times and you were that last straw and it came out that way. Or they're just in a really bad space 
and you just happen to be in the line of fire. The assumptions can really cause us to be in a lot of pain. But we want to tell you, it is really important, though, that you do express pain. You do express some of the frustrations. First off, you always bring it to the Lord. It's your friend can never be what God can never be. My husband can never do what God can do. I always lay before the Lord. And if it's coming up again, and I feel like it's time for me to share with somebody, like I need to share this. It's a beautiful space because then it opens up an opportunity, not only share and be vulnerable and build vulnerability and community together because we need that. That's that's a bonding agent when it's done in a, in a healthy way. It also opens up opportunity for confession, repentance, and for someone to be able to speak into your life as well because we have blind spots. And when we're running through life, we're running with a blind, with lots of blind spots and that's why we need community. But you have to have a community around you when you're sharing things of the heart that have integrity, that are not there to get on your side, to damage others, that really want to do it to bring restoration and wholeness in your life as well. That's good. That's, that's a lot. I know I just rambled on there, no, but I feel like this really is good. This is a lot of the struggles of what we hear from inside community. Yeah. Because it's messy. How it do is. we do this? It How is. do we walk relationally together? And we want to do it in a way that honors yeah, God. It's so exactly. true. You know, I don't know if you find this to be true, but there's this weird thing that seems to happen when we're in relationships with people. And if there's somebody who's like unfiltered talking about a situation in their life or a person in their life, um, and they're just like going on and on about, can you believe this? And this happened and this is the situation and blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, they're just verbal diarying all over you mm -hmm. and you're listening. There's this weird, there's two things I think that happen simultaneously. There's something that in our flesh we're attracted to that scenario oh, for sure like for we sure. we kind of love in a way to get into the drama with people and to be like what oh my gosh like da -da. and we we kind of easily get sucked into these kinds of conversations about other people about what's happening about what they've done da -da 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 -da. i mean i think online is this feeding ground for oh, people to for talk about sure. did you see what so and so posted and i think i think we feel too because it's online and it's public that then it's not gossip because everybody sees it and everybody knows so it's not really gossip but again how we're bringing it up what we're trying to do to either slander that person or or discredit that person as we bring it up like reveals something about our heart and our attitude so so this is happening and there's a sort of gratification. We sort of love this. Then we open up the phones and we all scroll through together and we're like, oh my goodness. And we build this case about whatever it is that we want to about a certain person. So we get into that. But then what's happening at the exact same time, and it's such an odd thing because I don't know if we're conscious of it in the moment, is that uh, there is a breaking of trust that is actually happening, a fracturing that's actually happening in the moment. There can be intense bonding around, um, around like gossip and talking about other people and kind of together being against someone or a group of people together. There can be this intense false sense of bonding. But what actually is happening at the same time is there is a breaking of trust because you realize if this person is talking this way about this person, there is a potential that that person could talk about me in that way. Maybe not today, maybe not next week, but at some point, if I ever hurt them, betray them, you know, do something that they didn't expect, I could be on the end of that exact kind of venom 
And so it's a weird thing. Do you know what I'm saying about how both of those things can happen? That's very profound. We can That's bond, profound insight. We can bond over pain with people. We can pick up each other's burdens and bond together over it. But there's a fracturing that's happening at the same time because we realize, mistrust. if I get on the other side of that, I'm going to be next. Like I'm going to be the next person that this person picks a fight with and I'm going to be on the other end. And I, I would wonder, like I would actually wonder if it's actually true that at some point that bonding breaks and you find yourself on the other side of that same venom that initially bonded you to that relationship. Wow. I, isn't that a weird, but do you, do you understand what I'm saying yes. about that dynamic, how that can happen? Yes, that's profound. That's actually so profound that you say that because I've seen it and I've actually been a part of, like I've actually had that happen. Isn't that so it weird? It is strange. It is a very but strange you, thing. When you, you look back through history of friendships, yeah, yeah. you can see in some of the ones that you were attracted to yeah. that maybe were unfiltered, but then something happened and all of a sudden you received the barrage and you're like, oh, wow, like that, that that's not a friendship I can trust or I will only share. Yep. They're only going to have a very limited version. I'm only going to share what I can handle being thrown back that's in my exactly. face. So they don't really know me. <laughs> Yeah. But they'll know just out here, just enough that exactly that I'm comfortable that whatever way it goes, yeah. it doesn't bother. Whereas if you do have a friendship yeah. and in that friendship, there is a respectful filter on what comes out of their mouth about other people, about situations, even about how they talk about really hard things. It actually builds a trust to know, okay, well, if we ever have a disagreement I know that person is not going to go to 10 people and slander me. And even if they have to talk about the situation because it's painful for them, they're going to talk about it even in an honoring way. Like it builds the trust of the kind of friends you actually want to have. And we can do this in leadership too. So mm -hmm. in leadership, it's the same thing. We want to cultivate an environment that builds trust with the people that we're leading with, that we're co-leading with, so that they know that both how we're handling the situations with, you know, other work uh, related issues, um, issues in the congregation, whatever it is, mm -hmm. we're going to handle it the exact same way if an issue ever came up with them. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, for us, it's really, really important that our staff feel covered by us. Mm -hmm. um, and what I mean by covered is I don't mean that we hide what they've done, but that we put a shield of protection so that they're not like exposed out into the, you know, open public over all of their flaws. And, you know, there's a covering there while at the same time, a beautiful journey of confession and repentance and appropriate wherever, you know, that is necessary. Um, and, but, but again, that's establishing a culture that you can trust and you want to be a part of and you're like, you feel safe in because you know, Hey, if I ever find myself, you know, on the side of a big mistake, which we all will. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we all will. For sure. I can trust that it will be handled with grace, you know, and mm -hmm. that's, that's what we, mm -hmm. that's what we try to build. That's what we mm -hmm. try to build. So that's an inch. Isn't that an interesting dynamic? I was just thinking about that wow, as you were talking. That is really powerful. That's so powerful. Cause even as you were talking, I was going through scenarios of like just in the past, like friendships I've had, yeah. different situations that have happened or watching friendships dissolve. And that's exactly this, this volatile friendship that was there that was this 
bonding yeah. over like pain. And, yeah. And like on each other's side that all of a sudden when it went, when it split, it split that exactly the same way become volatile. Like there's split, split people. It was crazy. I've seen that happen and I've experienced it in different friendships in my past as well, in different levels, different, different ways where you're like, oh, wow. And also you could find yourself in situations where people are just unfiltered and then you're like, how do I, how do I stop this? And that's a real courageous thing that, you know, when I was younger, I had a lot, I, I would not participate, but I would have a really hard time standing up to someone. Cause I was like, I don't want to make them uncomfortable. They're sharing. And I learned very quickly in my twenties, it's like, this is going to come back to bite me in the butt because I was part of this conversation and right. I don't want to be a part of this conversation. Right. Even as a listener. And sometimes when you're participating and even when you're, you're just nodding as a listener, you're saying, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. you're just nodding people hear you saying, I agree with you. That's right. When sometimes you're just saying, yeah, as like you're affirming, I'm listening to you. Yeah. You don't necessarily agree, but right away it gives the sense of like, oh yeah, Pastor Rhonda, she's with me on this. Right? Yes. Oh, Pastor Lori, she's totally with me on this. Yeah. And all of a sudden that gets you and you're like, oh, whoa, 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 you know, but yeah, Yeah. but it's important to be able to say this is, yeah, this is, I understand this is a difficult situation, but this is not a fruitful way to have this conversation. So yeah. let's backtrack here, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and address that. Right. And, and allow for an integrity moment to come out of how do we deal with frustrations? Mm-hmm. We can do it in mm-hmm. an honoring way. We can, and we have to have the courage to call each other higher in those moments Yeah, and have the courage that when you walk away from a moment that you're like, I crossed a line. So I think those are the friends you want. Like when you're a friend has the courage to stand up and say, you know what? I think we're just crossing a line here. Like I, exactly what you've just said. Let's just back up. There is the opposite of what you're saying. A, a trust built in you to be like, okay, this is actually a safe place because I can share, but they're going to help. Like we can navigate this together in a very healthy way. But it took me a lot of courage in my twenties to build that up in certain big dynamic personalities that I had in friendships. And then to be able, and then once I started to get ahead of it, I was like, oh, this because I don't want to walk away because then I feel, I feel the weight of what I actually participated in. I might've not said anything, but not saying anything was just actually in that moment. As complicit. As complete. Exactly. So I need to get ahead of that. And I learned that through some situations in my twenties that was like, you need to get ahead of situations like that. And have I done it perfectly? Like we're saying, no, we're not here. The experts saying, oh, we have perfect conversations, but you know what we realize when I feel the Holy spirit be quick to repent, quick to confess in a conversation, listen to those twinges, have the courage to speak to even a friend. And that's how we've even grown our friendship to another another level, being able to say after, you know what, we had that conversation. I just feel like I crossed a line. I just felt the twinge. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, I, I never saw that. But you're like, no, I felt the Holy Spirit. We're like, okay, I received that. Thank you for confessing that I've done the same. You know when you might even be saying in a certain way, but there's underlying this passive aggressive way that you're saying it. You know it. And the Holy Spirit will tell you. Or to be able to be in a conversation to be like, you know what, let's let's just backtrack here. I think we're just going off. There is security and safety there built. Is. So find the friends and be that friend. Yeah. Be that friend. If you and your sphere group say, wow, I don't really have that. Be that friend. Now, we don't have to be like that holier than that. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, the self-righteous police or whatever. No, that's no. not what we're talking about. No. When we can do it in a way 
exactly acknowledging this is painful i hear that this is painful yeah we're not there to be like hey listen don't be saying that like sometimes the most powerful thing you can do in the moment is actually just taking ownership for your participation Mm -hmm. like sometimes Mm -hmm. in the moment and depending on the relationships yeah it's not about saying hey i don't think you should have said that today it's really about saying you know what i just want to stop for a minute because i'm i'm really not feeling good about what i'm saying about this person right now so i just want to confess that i am so sorry i don't want to talk about this person in this way Uh, let's try to talk about it in a more constructive way that will bring a good end because i don't i don't feel like this is again just take ownership for and sometimes that's the greatest example that you can set you don't have to you don't have to literally say to a person like wow you are being really slanderous right now (laughs) no that (laughs) that are our slanderer (laughs) in the name of jesus that's exactly that so we're just trying (laughs) to know like yeah yeah but if you but taking ownership you know and both of us have been in situations like and i've been so honored like where you know there's been times where you know you or i have said you know what i i think i i I didn't feel good about what I said there. I, I feel like yeah. I crossed a line. And even if the other person said, oh, no, no, like it was, I didn't, like, I didn't feel you like, no, but for me, like, I just, I didn't, I, I feel like I crossed the line. So I just wanted to confess that out loud. And, and, uh, you know, I want to confess that attitude and I'm, I'm not going to do that again. Like it, that is like, it's such a beautiful, like it's humbling, but it's a beautiful moment of like trust building that happens. That and is. again, that ownership sets an example. And it actually gives permission to the other person to be able to do the same. And to rise to into that. To feel safe yeah. to do the same. Exactly. So again, sometimes, well, actually most of the time, taking ownership is the best way of stepping into those, uh, stepping into those I moments. I love that. Honestly, I love it because I think these are some practical examples of what to do. And there'll be times that people actually don't, they want a friend that will just, and you're going to lose friends. They want a friend that's just going to side. They want a friend that's going to get in the midst of drama and they don't really want to take ownership. They don't really want to change. They don't really want to walk in that way. There'll come times where friendships you'll realize or like I just got to let that go or it's not healthy. Like it's really not a healthy. And you know, that's exactly we're not. We're not the conviction police here. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But we have to set the example and that's iron sharpens iron and also have the courage to call each other higher by setting the example and also being honest with exactly like the authenticity to say, I feel this and uh, not coming like I'm better than you, not ever coming with that, but also guarding our spirits and creating a safe place for our friendships to grow. So hopefully today, those of you listening have felt encouraged. You've laughed a little because some of these stories have been pretty funny too. I want to think about some of the stories. I mean, crazy, but honestly but also been challenged because these are the tensions these are the day by day walking out relational issues that we face and we always feel like did i do that well did i handle that well how can i grow how can i be a better friend how can i also just be a look to jesus and be an example and how can i also be honest and open and full of integrity too because you also don't want to be that friend that never shares what you're going through that's not a that's not part of building friendship either there is that authenticity you have to bring to friendships but it's how it's not what it's how and so find those trusted places yeah and there's different degrees and that's okay yeah some friends can't handle what other friends can or can call you into different spaces that's okay yeah doesn't mean that's your only friends i have different friends and i've got many friends who don't know the lord i'm so grateful for that i'm so grateful for that and it's a very different walking out 
on how I share versus someone who knows the Lord. You know, we do have to have that discernment too. Not every conversation am I like, hey. But these principles work. They do. Whether it's with people who are are Christians or not Christians. These principles work because if you are showing that you are a trusted friend by not being a person of slander, that is actually building trust for that person to be able to confide in you. And they know that you're not going to take that anywhere because you're not talking about for that. And you're, you're not talking to them about anybody else's business. Like this is like this, these principles are not just like, they're not just like for Christians, they work in any relationship. These are just how you establish healthy relationships. I love that. And I think, I think what exactly that it principle, but I think some of the authentic things you'll yes. share yeah 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 i might like, i'm gonna share something so yeah yeah, different. yeah. and there i think that's okay and i think oh, you have to yeah. know yeah the measurements of your friend Who's, but exactly those principles are. of friendship yeah. do not change you can create safe places and be an example yeah. and be the iron sharpens iron and i need yeah iron sharpening me yeah and i might be the one sharpening someone else but i also have to have friends that sharpen me yeah but be that friend be yeah. that friend that creates safe places yeah be that friend yeah and so, uh, so I think this was really helpful. Yeah, this is a really good conversation. You yeah. know, I love how the scriptures talk about, you know, the gratification of the flesh, because I think that that word gratification is a great marker for how do you discern when you're crossing over between the flesh and the spirit? Mm-hmm. How do you discern that? And it, and any time that you just feel gratification, <laughs> that's just a perfect, it's a perfect word to describe sort of how you feel in that moment as you are telling a story slanting the story what what lens are you putting on the story what attitude are you putting into the story um where are you trying to bring the other person you know what side are you trying to bring them on there's this this gratification that's happening to your own pride the entire time and so it's always to ask yourself okay what am i getting out of this conversation and if there is a gratification of the flesh then you know that you probably need to Ask the Holy Spirit for help. And how do I bring this conversation into love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long suffering, long suffering. That's a huge one. (laughs) Gentleness, faithfulness. Like, how do I bring this conversation into the fruitfulness of the spirit? Because ultimately, I love that. That's going to be for your good. Absolutely. That is for your good. And you're going to leave that conversation feeling so much better, so much freer, so much more full of life than if you choose the gratification of the flesh. In fact, what's going to happen if you choose the gratification of the flesh is that you are going to get stuck in that situation and you're probably going to be in it for a long time and it's probably going to absorb tons of conversations you're probably going to obsess over it you're going to think about it Mm -hmm. when you're not with that person every time you get together with that person you're going to talk about it more and you're just going to get yourself into a rabbit hole rather than receiving the fruit of the spirit walking in the way of the spirit and receiving life through that situation you don't have to stay in it as long and so the way of the lord works every Mm -hmm. time it is life and the way of the flesh is death every time. And so we do need to, that's the filter we're talking about, not the filter of like not being honest, but the filter of the spirit to say, okay, I want life out of this terrible situation. I want to receive life out of this. And that's only something that can happen by a working of the spirit in us. That is powerful. We are salt and light. And this is the salt and light. This is the salt and light that we bring that flavor, that joy, peace, love. That is the salt and light we bring into our friendships. And I love that. That's the filter. Well, this has been a challenging conversation. I know this is something we are constantly working out. Yes. And intentional. Yeah. Intentional because to do life together, Mm -hmm. these tensions are always at play. Be easy to just have no friends and just isolate. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you wouldn't have to be challenged in any of these areas. I mean, it'd be lonely, but yeah. these are the tensions, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it because this is how we're going to grow, not individually, but commute like together as a community, wrestling these out, walking together, relationally calling each other higher as we all look to Jesus to become more like him. And so as we close this podcast, may you look to Jesus. Mm. You are not meant to do life alone. God desires for you to be in community. Yeah. And there is, it is not always easy. It can be messy. It can expose things inside of us. And that's part of the journey. Yeah. God uses all of this to make us more like him. But at the end of the day, no friend, Nobody could ever take the place of what God is in our lives. And so may we look to Jesus. He is the one who is the greatest to lead into God us in all areas of our heart and spirit space. That's right. Absolutely. And remember, the scriptures tell us, hold fast again and again and again and again. Why? Because we need to be reminded of it. Because this is hard. This is a hard journey. And we do. We need to hold fast. So hold fast in this as you work out the flesh and the spirit um, in your in in your relationships and in your conduct and in your integrity um, of how you talk about people, how you talk about situations. Hold fast. Jesus is with you. We love you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and he is always with you.